You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, August the 23rd. It's time for your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us again now this week is our favorite fisherman, Eric Sprott. Eric, how are you doing today? Hey, Craig. Good to be back. Uh, had lots of fun fishing. Uh... But nonetheless, uh, good to be back in civilization. I was actually north of the Arctic, as in the Arctic Islands, and it's a little was a little bit rustic up there. So, something that uh, Eric is not that used to. But the fishing was great, so <laughs> good to be back. Well, it's nice to have you back. Uh, hey, and before we get started, just a reminder: SprottMoney.com is your online source for all the best deals in physical gold and silver bullion and gold storage. You can go to our website and also find great information. Sign up for the newsletter so you don't miss out on any of the blogs that are posted there. But also you might want to find the most recent Ask the Expert interview, which I was privileged to conduct a couple days ago with David Rosenberg, who is a fantastic economist and it was very insightful conversation. You'll find that at SprottMoney.com as well. And if you're looking for metal, again, you can always pick up the phone and call us at 888 888- Eight six one zero seven seven five. Man, why wouldn't you be looking for metal, Eric? Been an okay week, but gosh, we've had so many good weeks in a row. Uh, that's to be expected from time to time. We've had a lot of physical news this week too. I'll let you just take it from there. Sure. Well, you know, the first thing I say now, you mentioned sprout money and buying uh, coins and things like that. I can tell you that retail's back in the game here, baby. I, I can just look at what our weekly sales are like. And they are vastly different, vastly different than they were like one or two months ago, probably by a factor of 400%. So it's not just central banks and big investors. It's also individuals have come back into the play here. So that's great. Um, I think the fact that, you know, the central banks continue to have this, I mean, you can't be more dovish than these guys are dovish. And you can't be uh, more uncertain of what everyone's going to do as you get more and more debt that's negative yielding. I think we're up to now $18 trillion. And it's hard to even comprehend what people must be thinking who are running pension plans and investment funds and so on. And you've got an asset that typically is at least 50% of your portfolio that's negative yielding. And it's been great while you can book that capital gain because yields uh, were going down and therefore the principal value of the the, the paper was going up. But my God, if you ever just stood still, imagine if you stood still for a year at whatever today's rates are and there was no capital gain and there was an income loss because of negative yield. What are you going to do? I should give you an interesting anecdote. I was sitting in a meeting in the middle of this week with bankers, or I guess it was last week, with bankers discussing kind of a new line of credit that I, that I might establish here. And uh, I started chuckling a little, and I said, I guess I should explain to you why I'm chuckling. And I'm, I'm just putting my head a year and a half forward, imagining this meeting, and the line of questioning is, well, how much interest are you going to pay me this year to, to borrow that money from you? Right. And what? And it's a, it's a legitimate thing that might happen. Oh, you want me to borrow money? What are you going to pay me? Like, what? How about reversing the roles? Yeah. It's just incredible. Anyway, um, lots of great things going on in the physical world of uh, gold and silver. 
Uh, of course, the Russians are still at it. They're, uh, they bought nine tons last month. Just this morning, they are ending the VAT tax on gold. Oh, my goodness. Vladimir wants the people of Russia to buy gold. And why wouldn't he? Right. That's exactly what the people in Russia should be doing. That's what the people in the United States and Canada should be doing. As long as the gold's in the country, at least you're benefiting. In fact, the country is going to benefit the most by the price of gold going up is India, who owns most of the gold in the right. world, probably own a third of it all. And then, and their stupid government keeps raises the tax on it. Don't think, how stupid can you be? Mind you, central bankers can be pretty stupid, but to be that stupid, to not realize the benefit of owning the gold, that your country's the biggest winner on the face of the earth, and you want to tax it more. Oh, my God, it's just dumbfounding. Um, what else do you want to do? Let's talk about the, uh, the COT reports, the commitment of traders reports. Uh, for two weeks in a row, the uh, outstanding short interest of the commercials has gone down. Yep. It's gone down by 20,000 contracts. Uh, that's, what, 100 million ounces less short position. Uh, the, they lost money on the trade. They don't normally lose money on the trade. Uh, so I find that uh, quite encouraging. On the other hand, the short interest in gold keeps going up and is almost at record territories, if not at record territories. So in a sense, from a caught perspective, it's, it's a bearish view. And certainly from um, silver, it's a neutral view. Uh, of the COT report. So everything seems to be well on the physical front in terms of uh, gold and silver. Get, getting back to physical too, you know, you mentioned uh, U.S. and Canadians buying physical. So few people do, Eric. Uh, why, why is that, do you think? Are they conditioned to not look at it as money? Is it is it a thing where maybe these negative interest rates will help change some minds? What, what do you think is the biggest hindrance? Well, I think most investment advisors... Uh, who are not independent, work for banks. Uh, gold is like evil to banks, and yeah. I'll tell you why it's evil, because it takes money out of the banking system. You know when a guy buys a physical bar of gold? that that's Now you can't lever it in a bank, right? That right. He's taking deposits out of the bank and putting it into gold. So most advisors have always had a great disdain for gold, and I think what has to happen is, you know, after a while, and we were well past that while, the while being gold's up, uh, whatever, it's up 40% from its low here in the last, since uh, 2016, 40% from its low. And it's up something, what is it, like 27% or some, 20-some percent this year. People finally catch on. Hey, I'm missing a mark here. Yeah. And gold, gold and gold stocks being the number one performing group of stocks, as I've said a million times, the computers get it. They're just spitting it out every day. Gold stocks, gold stocks, gold, silver, silver stocks. Sooner or later, they're almost forced to come around. So I, I think we're seeing that now. I've actually heard mention of some advisors at some of the banks telling people that maybe they should be looking at gold investments or precious metal in stocks. So I think... Uh, it, you just have to wear it down. And, you, you know, it's funny when you go back to 2000 to 2011 to think that gold stocks went up 1,700%. Well, the market did nothing. Yeah. Nothing. So, you know, we, you can get these monumental outsized performances 
uh, when things turn well. And I'll just give you a personal anecdote. I happen to own uh, 80% of a mine in Nevada that's hardly ever made money. But I'm sitting there thinking, gee, these guys produce 150,000 ounces a year. The price of gold's up $300. That's $45 million extra revenue. And uh, where we were break-even. I mean, think of going from breaking even to making $45 million a year and put a multiple on it. Right. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How, how dramatic is that change? And, I, you know, the stocks can't react fast enough for some of these guys where their earnings have already uh, doubled and tripled and quadrupled because of the price change, but the stock hasn't. So we got uh, more good things will happen in the stocks going forward, in my view. And that's pre- presuming that gold stays at 1500 I don't think it's staying at 1500 for one moment. We're going to see much bigger prices for gold and silver this year, in my view, and next year, and maybe for quite a few years. I think you're right, too. And now, you know, your friend Rick Rule mentioned that last week. If uh, anybody missed the weekly wrap-up last week, Rick subbed in for Eric while he was up uh, in the Arctic Circle fishing. And he pointed out that over the last 40 years, the amount of investable assets, individuals, institutions, that have been uh, focused on the precious metals has ranged from the current low of one-half of 1% up to 8% in 1980, with the median being 2.5%. My goodness, Eric, if we just go back to the median, how much money that yeah. is. Oh, it would be staggering. It would be staggering for sure. Uh, and you can't do it. I mean, you can't do it without the prices changing. Right. There's, there's nothing to buy, right? I right. mean, it has to be a price change. The amount of gold that, that goes into the system every year increases by about 1.5%. 1.5%. So if we're at X, we're going to be at 101.5X at the end of this year. So how do you go from half a percent to something substantially larger than that? The price has to change. Exactly. Eric, let's wrap up this week as we usually do. Uh, Do you have a few uh, updates, anything you want to mention on some of the stocks you follow? And then I'll have a couple questions for you. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, first of all, Wallbridge came out and announced that they're stepping up the drilling campaign. I think they're going to have uh, five drills up there now. I know that they had a, a tour yesterday up up to their Fenelon property. I've had a preliminary on it, um, and everything looks great. I mean, I think you know they, they, they obviously are stepping it up because they have great expectations for uh, uh, to, to find large amounts of gold. So that's all very encouraging. Uh, a company called Amex came out with some pretty interesting drill results just the other day. They're in, also in the Abitibi region. It's a very small company, but it's starting to shape up. People should maybe take a look at those news releases and draw their own conclusions. Uh, things are still busy in the Golden Triangle where Tudor and Teuton and American Creek and uh, Brixton are all actively drilling. And, uh, you know, we're looking for bigs there. We're looking for guys to find 10 to 20 million ounces. So... Uh, fingers crossed up there. Uh, are there any particular questions you have on any companies that the, the listeners might have sent in? I do, and and I and I should mention we get a boy, we get a list every week, and it's really fun, right? Because we have so many. I mean, what do we have over a hundred thousand listeners uh, last uh-huh. week or the week uh-huh. before? So we get a lot yeah. of we get a lot of uh, requests for individual names. I should mention to all the listeners that I take that list, and just to save time, I run the names past Eric to begin with. And if he does not know anything about the company, you know, just not familiar with it, 
then we kind of try to save time by not asking about it. So if, you're, if your name that you sent in doesn't appear here in the show, uh, it's not that we just ignored you. It's just, just assume that that's one Eric doesn't know much about. But some of the names on the list this week, Eric, I'll hit you just in, with a couple of them at a time. How about New Gold or Heart? Yeah, I've probably looked at each of them, I, I, but I'm not intimate with them, so my opinion wouldn't be valuable. Okay, see, there you go. See how that works? Okay, how about Klondike? Is that one that you've owned in the past? Well, yeah. Well, Klondike I own, and I might actually own a uh, material amount of that. Uh, they're up in the Yukon. Uh, they've announced some recent results. Uh, it's still very early to suggest uh, the significance of, of what they found, but uh, the, the drilling has been uh, quite encouraging, and hopefully in time they'll prove up a big resource. You know, we've never really found the source of the Klondike gold. That was all found in the rivers and streams, uh, but we don't know where the the mother load was, and that's kind of what they're looking for. So fingers crossed on that one. Uh, you've mentioned the last couple of weeks about looking for opportunities in silver. There's so few out yes. there. Uh, how about a couple of names that I hadn't heard before? Impact Silver or a company out of Australia called Silver Mines. Yeah, well, I own Impact Silver. Uh, I own a very small position. I think I took a small piece of a recent issue. And I really, all and I don't know it intimately because it's such a small position. Uh, I mean, l- literally, why do I buy th- these things? Because they just look cheap on the surface. You know, they say they have whatever number of millions of ounces. The market cap is this, and I have these great expectations for silver. Fine, I want to own it because I want to own. There's hardly a silver stock that I don't own, uh, with the exception of silver mines in Australia. <laughs> which I don't own. I had looked at it, uh, and I, I, do, I don't remember the, the details of why I might have passed on it, but it might, might have had to do with the valuation in, in terms of the market cap versus the ounces or the fact that it's, it's in Australia. I don't really uh, understand what's happening down there, but uh, again, uh, all these silver stocks I think are going to do incredibly well with the kind of targets that we're looking at in silver here, which I'm sure hoping will go through its old high of $50. So it'll, it will be an incredible place to have some money. Here's a question just about benchmarks. You know, a lot of folks look at the GDX or the HUI index and use that as a gauge as to how the shares are doing. Uh, it, 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 do you have, I guess, your own mental benchmarks, Eric? Do you think, okay, at $1,600 gold when we get there, I'd expect the GDX to be, you know, a certain value and, and so on and so forth? Well, I don't, but I would say this. I mean, you, you mentioned uh, 1600 I mean, let's say the average guy's cost all in was like 1100 so he was making uh, $200 at uh, 1300 Now it's 1600 Now he's making $500. He's making 150% more, and, and things are going our way. Would I expect the stocks to be up 200%? Yes, I would, because it was so beaten down before. So it's, it's that simple. I mean, the, the, and, of course, the more uh, high cost they were, such as, for example, detour, uh, things of that ilk, I mean, the more they're going to go up because their profits are going up by 3 and 4 and 500%. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's not that it's a very simple thing. You you go and find out what the guy's cost of producing the metal was, and if he's breaking even, and the price of gold was thirteen hundred in the last quarter, and he breaks even. You know that he's making two hundred dollars more. Well, we'll just multiply the number of ounces times two hundred dollars and figure out what the earnings per share are going to be, and you 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 know put put whatever multiple you think's appropriate on. You'll know exactly what the stock should trade at. 
Eric, let's end with this. Uh, I know you've only been uh, back in civilization for a few days, but perhaps you saw the news of another convicted traitor from J.P. Morgan for manipulating, right. spoofing price. Let's just end there. What, uh, what do you make of that news this week? More of the same. Uh, there was a great article. Actually, Ted Butler wrote a great article. He basically said, he said that J.P. Morgan is just a factory for crooks, right? Yeah. I mean, these guys are trained how to spoof the market. That's right. what that's what they they go there. They they're a trainer. They get hired. They're told here's how you spoof the market. And now we've got two J.P. Morgan convictions, and who knows? I mean, if they got ten silver traders, they, we might get ten convictions. So it's just part of the unfortunate history of um, of silver manipulation and gold manipulation, for that matter. And we all know that was happening. And of course, the, the bigger picture is you know how much was the the macro uh, manipulation of gold and silver, which I'm absolutely convinced. I mean, I just saw what happened when it crashed the last time, and it was just so orchestrated by the big banks that it was sickening. And hopefully this time, uh, you know, people will, there's enough buying around that they won't be able to mess around with the pretend markets in the COMEX. So yep. that's what we're hoping for. Well, it's great to have you back, my friend. Uh, later on today, we are going to have a, the speech by Chairman Powell at Jackson Hole, so we'll see how that impacts gold and silver and where we finish up the week. But we'll get back together next week, and we'll talk about that, I suppose. One thing you know, it's going to be crazy. You know that the commercials would love to slam gold here and silver. They'd love to. So, oh, my God, if he comes out with a word, you know, in mid-cycle again, look out. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's going to be a volatile hope, day. Hopefully, it's a little more dovish than that, and uh, we can just carry on here as we have done in, uh, since uh, the bottom in 16. So, fingers crossed. Well, we'll try to navigate through this day and next week, and then, uh, Eric, we'll get back together next Friday. Until then, I hope you have a great weekend. Okay, Craig, all the best. Good yes. to be back. And from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. <laughs>